Imagine a football platform where the world's best writers give you the real story about what's going on at United. Imagine no pop-up ads, no clickbait headlines and no ridiculous rumours to be let down by anymore. You don't have to imagine anymore. Meet The Athletic. No ads, no nonsense, just football. Visit theathletic.co.uk forward slash United We Stand to start your 30-day free trial and get 50% off your annual subscription. The Athletic, the new home of football writing. Welcome to the Lakes United We Stand podcast. It's a pre-match before United versus Rochdale in the third round of the League Cup. Um, with me, I've got Tom, who's a Rochdale fan. Three quid, mate, please. Uh, Tom, who's a Rochdale fan. Uh, Tom, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Uh, without meaning to sound uh, too patronising, uh, Rochdale at Old Trafford, how does that feel? Very, very, very good. But I wouldn't like this every week, having to come through all this crowd and chip shops and burger bars and... You want to try some fanzines, don't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I'm, I'm happy not to get bothered in this lot, but it's such a fantastic event for us, this. Um, you've got to come here thinking you've a chance of winning, but realistically, I was here in 86 when we lost 2-0, and Mike Hughes was the dirtiest bugger <laughs> on the field. Um, but it's nice to come back after all this time and um, see it all again. Fantastic. Um, how, how's things going at Rochdale? Because, I mean, they, they seem to be a very well-run football club in comparison to some of the more local teams, such as Bury, Oldham, um, yeah. Bolton, obviously all struggling. But Rochdale, if you forgive me for saying, always seem to, to be very well-run, punch above the weight and, and look like a proper, properly efficiently run football club. Yeah, I think we, we, we do well. We sell a few players that we get good money for. Um, so we do well with that. We have a good pool system, so that keeps us afloat. But you're always worried that when Bury starts going, is it going to be a domino effect? And the likes of Rochdale and Oldham, Altringham, you know, they all start failing then. Um, but we, we seem to be doing okay. Your league form this season seems reasonably good. Um, what are your hopes for this season? Um, can you push for playoffs? I, I, if you give me. We were favourites in the, to go down. Us, Bolton, Bury and Wimbledon, I think. So if we can get away from that, if I finish two-thirds of the way up, I'd be happy. Really? I mean, what, what did you make of the... Obviously, there was the miracle escape a couple of years ago when you, you looked dead and buried even though that you had to play 12 games in about a week or something. That, but that was frightening. Um, that the, was frightening. The, what were the, the, the scenes like was, in the last game? Was? The last day was fantastic, absolutely. <laughs> I've still got it on... I taped it and I've still got it. I'll never, ever erase it. It was just magical. Absolutely magical. Uh, is there any players we should look out for tonight? Who's, who's, who's your standout performers at the minute? Ollie Rathbone. Plays midfield, covers every blade of grass. How we've still got him, I do not know. Somebody's going to see him and say, let's take him off, you know. He's, he's the player. Ollie Rathbone, have a look out for him. Number 14. Fantastic. He's the boy. And finally, uh, Tom, a quick prediction for me from the score tonight. 2-1 for us. You fancy a 2-1 win for Rochdale? Really do, because I think at the moment you, you, you're playing well, it's, pretty It's board. as good a time to play as, I mean, hopefully he's going to give a few of the kids a, a chance tonight. Yeah, but, uh, give us a chance. Then. Yeah, no, it should be a good game. Tom, thank you very much for your no time, mate, and uh, best of luck for the rest of the season. Thank Thanks you very much, Tom. Uh, we'll be back uh, with the rest of the fanzine sellers' music at the end of the game. His post-match after United have, I'm struggling to find a word here, um, laboured our way through to the uh, fourth round of the League Cup with uh, a penalty shootout victory over third division Rochdale. Um, with me tonight, I've got Stu Edwards and Woody. Um, firstly, before I come to the game, I'll go to the draw. Um, we just found out that we've been drawn in what seems like the new Reading at home, in the fact that we get Chelsea away once every year. Woody, you like a nice trip to Stamford Bridge? Will you be on to that one? 
Uh, thankfully, I've got no more days left off work, so I don't have to suffer <laughs> anything else. Um, no, I won't be going to that one. Uh, Stu, they've just what they've won seven months for that, so they're, yeah. they're, I think their B team's infinitely stronger than ours anyway. Yeah, I can't see our uh, our. I was going to say recent record, but our body record of the last 15 years improving in a month's time or whenever that game is. You just can't see us going there and winning, can you? Even with our first team, let alone what, what played tonight. Um, so, yeah, so that's what's going to happen, Billy. <laughs> um, the, the team he's picked tonight, I, I was surprised at what's done. Team, basically, he's picked a team that was that basically didn't want to go with penalties with Rochdale. Um, it was quite a strong team. There's no excuses there tonight, is there? Absolutely. Full of... Like, like it or not, full of internationals, a very, very strong team, especially the back back four or five. Um, no surprise, Jones obbered off again, but thankfully that was the case because otherwise he may have taken another penalty like he did last year. But no, it was a, it was a very strong side really. And Rochdale, to be fair to them, you know they didn't have a shot certainly first half. I don't think bit of a game plan. Can't really blame them for not coming and even well maybe even attacking. Our, our second team, whatever you want to call it, but um, I think they deserved the win. Uh, the, you know, I think they deserved. It was, it was like a victory at half time for, for Rochdale, nil nil, um, which says an awful lot about our fringe players and more experienced players who can't get into the squad, and, and they wonder why. Woody, was you surprised he didn't go with a few more of the under twenty three team? He's, he's gone. He's gone basically with the, the, the fringe players who keep on letting United down every time they do play. That's quite so. Surprised, as you said, at the, when I seen the team, I was quite surprised at the, how strong it was for a game against Rochdale. Um, I was quite surprised he didn't play a few more young ones. A bit like Garner, I think. What's he got to do to get a start in the team? And probably did Dylan Levette in the, the under-23s as well, who deserves a crack at the first team. Some of them, some of them tonight just didn't pull away whatsoever. And I'm looking at the likes of Pogba and Lingard. Are we being overly asked? Because, I mean, you look at the first half, United had enough chances to put that game to bed. Um, you think of the Pogba I th- header. I think um, Rojo could have had four. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen a, a left-back or wherever he was playing. I've had so many shots in the first half. And like I said, he, de- he definitely should have scored with at least one of his two headers, I think. Um, yeah, we, we probably should have been two or three up at half-time. Um, so they didn't have a goal threat at all, I don't think. Um, and then obviously it, it might have been a lot different. It could have been five or six, maybe once the, you know, the shackles are off, maybe. But you know, we want one up, and then you know, they, they, I think Rochdale decided let's go for it. And 15 minutes left, and you know, they got the sort of like, well, I suppose based on the second half performance, they, they deserved the equaliser. Going back to what we've just said there, Woody, we, I mean, we, we did have enough chances to put the game to bed early on. And that had United had a better start to the season, would we be kind of? Laughing this off as just one of them days, or is it? Was it, are the problems a bit deeper than that? Problems are a lot deeper than that. If we'd have had, like, say, a good start to the season, yeah, you could laugh this off. But now it's that Australia last Thursday, which we were lucky to get a one-nil win. This is serious problems now at this club. And I don't think it's the management. I think it's these lot on the pitch that had a problem. They're not. They're not doing well, it. They're we not... said that twelve months ago, didn't we, with Mourinho? It's the same group of players. Well, what, what I find most worrying now is, I mean, uh, we're football fans and we all think we know better, but, I mean, you, you watch Van Gaal and some of his things used to baffle you. Mourinho's stupid formations and falling out with players. I'm genuinely looking at Solskjaer now and thinking, I can't think what you're doing wrong. You're not doing anything I wouldn't do. Is it just a case them players are just not good enough? But I, yes, in, certain, well, in, in, in a few cases, the quality's not there. I disagree slightly with what you've just said, mate, only because, do you not think that we're still sort of like playing about Solskjaer's tactics, maybe, and, I, and obviously he's got to try and do what he can with what he's got until another one or two transfer windows, but do you not think we're still trying to play a style, especially in the final third, uh, like we did when Lukaku was knocking around? 
And, you know, the ball's going into the box, whether it was Greenwood tonight, Rashford normally. And, you know, they're not, they're not those types of forwards, whereas if Lukaku would have still been here this season, he, he probably would have scored four or five goals. What, what can you do, though, with that, those set of players? What can you change with the tactics? Because it, there's a lot of... I mean, they zip the ball about quite nicely United tonight. They, you know, they kept the ball well. But it, the big problems come from the fact that when the ball gets to the edge of that box, you've got Fred, you've got Pereira, you've got an half ass Don't, don't talk to me about Fred. Well, that's what I mean. You, you've got those, those quality players who've just got absolutely zero quality about them when it comes around the box. I mean, what else can you do? I don't think we can do a lot more with this team now. I think he needs a couple more transfer windows to get some of these out. really do, because I'm looking at some players tonight just ambling around the pitch. There's no motivation with some of them to do. They don't wear their badge of pride and play for the fans or anything like that. They just amble around the pitch for a payday. And it's not good enough. And I'm sick and tired of us turning on the manager now. It's, it's time to look at these players that have let us down for three or four years now. Um, I think Solskjaer's got to be given time now to have a crack at one, two, two or three more chances where to get some of these out. We all know. They just aren't good enough. There are amblers, but I think there's more... We know what the, who the main ambler is. We don't need to talk about him. But the, the one that comes to him, because Woody's at Dainsey. <laughs> but the ones, I mean, Fred, obviously, again, I, I'm not going to talk about Fred. I can't be asked talking about Fred. Lingard and Pereira are the two which stick out like a sore thumb for me. You just, you just they're have, nowhere near good enough. No, they're not. Together, but to, to, combined, if, if one of them got on the, on the other shoulders, they wouldn't make a, an average player. And I, I, I just struggle to think which team they'd get in the Premier League. What other team would take them? They wouldn't get in Wolves' team. You know, I. I, I I don't get what they what they're meant to do. Lingard had a, a decent ten game spell a, a year or so ago. Pereira, and again, is he playing that position? He, he came, I still don't think I've seen Pereira have a good game for United. I don't. I don't no, get what it is. He, does. he had one good hit. He had one get good hit a second half thing and keeping made quite a comfortable save. And I just don't get it. And again, they're, they're both of the age now. They're well past the age where they should be. You know putting in decent performances, making contributions, creating chances. It's not good enough now just running around and covering seven or eight miles every game because we can all do that. Keep hearing a lot of people say that Lingard's young and he's got... He's, 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 got, he's, he's, he's 27, yeah. I was yeah. about to say, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's 27, should he be should be there and he's peaked now. This is the peak of his career. Just don't... He just well, to be honest, I mean, I don't think the fact he's in the team team, he's not played a lot recently. I don't think I, Solskjaer... Well, just well, giving the benefit of doubt, I, I don't think he can look completely match fit at times tonight, but... These are a second division team. This is the time when Lingard should be influencing the game. I don't think, you know, he, I don't think he played one killer one killer pass. I don't think defence splitting pass. I've seen absolutely zilch around tonight. Stu, I've written in a mag this month that I think for the one season, that I, I almost see this season as one big massive pre-season where, and you kind of writing the season off already, and you, you're kind of already thinking to yourself, you're looking to next season, you're looking to season beyond, you're looking for transfer winners already. Are we just going to have to suck it up? and write the season off with those players he's got and hope that his next transfer window is as successful as this one currently without tempting fate looks like it's going to be yeah there's nothing else we can do I think I tweeted whenever it was during the West Ham game on on Sunday uh, you know is it May yet because it's, 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 not, it's not good you know we're wishing our lives away I'm wishing eight months of my life away for it to be May because we know we this, is, this is nothing is it it's going to get much worse than this we said in the, uh, at the last, on the last podcast, you know, okay, we were seeing, if you like, at the time it was Pogba, Martial, and Shaw, three normally first time, you know, first teamers who, who would start every week. But you know, if we if we do carry on in the league, or if we do progress in the in the Europa League, you know, when you get into the colder months, December, January, you know, most drugs, most squad struggle then. But you know, with our squad and the lack of depth we've got. I dread to think where we're going to be come beginning of beginning, you know, January and, and into February, um, and and then you know the likes of Chong, for me, 
I'm gonna, I, well, yeah, I'm going to pick on him a little bit. I, I don't think he's ready. Well, you know what? You look at these plads at Chelsea now, they're benefiting from a year a year out on loan. Is Chong a perfect example of someone who needs to go out and play regular I, football I, at a lesser club? I just club? think tonight, yeah. especially, he just wouldn't take on a play. If, you, if you're not going to take on, you know, a, a Rochdale fullback, who, who are you going to take on? He just came to, he, he just he wanted the easy pass. He, he just kept coming back to Rojo. Um, and he got stubbed, obviously, at weekend uh, last week, didn't he, against Astana in a similar time after 60, 60, 65 minutes. And out of all the players, out of all the younger players, I just don't, he, he doesn't look ready. And obviously everyone's raved about him and he's obviously done it at a lower level. Uh, whereas Greenwood's got some about him. Uh, obviously, you know, um, Tuin Zabi, we know, has got it and, you know, he was given the captaincy tonight. So everyone else is, seems well, like... Tuin Zabi's one who has been away and that definitely yeah. looks like he's benefited from playing. Yeah, absolutely. And he booked John, out a little John bit. John Terry teaching him and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So I think, I think he's got... But again, can we, can we forward as the club to let him go? Even for three or four months till January, probably the answer to that is no. Back to your last point there about the season being over September. I genuinely, genuinely think we could get beat ten or eleven times this year in the league alone. Yes, you I know, agree. you look at that form since Paris. I've said it a thousand times. It's relegation form, um, and we're in serious trouble this year because I we've got you a very know, tricky October. We've got Liverpool and Arsenal in the next three games, Newcastle, haven't we? Yeah. And Newcastle away. That's not, it's not an easy one, but it's winnable. Liverpool and Arsenal are definitely tough games. Going back to what we've just said, then I mean, Chong will cut him up, cut him some slack because he's a young player. We've admitted that Fred, um, Lingard, Pereira just aren't good enough. But I know you've been itching to talk about him. What did you make of Pogba's performance tonight? I can't fucking what? stand this fucking. What, really what performance? What performance? There was no performance again, was there? This is a this is a World Cup winner who's just bottle taking a penalty against a League Two outfit. And you, you know. Maybe they'll come up with an excuse that he wanted in Solskjaer's top five, but this is a fucking World Cup, isn't he? People will make a lot of that, won't they? People will make a lot of that he wasn't captain, but I I get maybe the reasons why Tu and Xavier, because he's come through and and I think Solskjaer's meant to have said he's been captain at every level, but you could read into that and, and who knows. Well, I think I think that's a that's a definite dig at Pogba. I think hundred percent. Solskjaer's gone on about he wants to build a team around him, and he's not being captain. Personally, I won't build a sandcastle around the fucker. <laughs> but, but his haircut was all right, wasn't it? Oh, this is all he's all about: his haircut, and his personality, and his social media profile. We appreciate the support of our sponsors, including Harry's. Harry's story is that for decades, one big razor company relentlessly increased prices and reaped immense profits at the expense of their customers. So Jeff and Andy, two ordinary lads who were fed up with getting ripped off, started Harry's to fix shaving. Harry's knew there was only one way to ensure quality, so they bought their own factory. By taking less profit and selling directly to you over the internet, Harry's offers their blades at half the price. Their amazing quality blades are half the price of the leading five-blade brand. Well, what do you get with Harry's? Harry's razors include everything you need for a close shave, you get a weighted ergonomic handle, five precision engineered blades with a lubricating strip and a trimmer blade, a rich shave gel and a travel blade cover. We've got an offer for United We Stand listeners where you can get started shaving with Harry's today and claim a trial set for just £3.95. So you can support our podcast, get your trial set delivered to you, including the razor handle, five blade cartridge, foaming shave gel and travel blade cover by going to harrys.com forward slash united right now that's harrys.com forward slash united do you know i feel like sometimes i'm on a personal witch hunt for him but i'm not i just 
I want that. I want a couple more people with you. I don't, I well, don't, I, I want. I want, <laughs> I want that player who turns up in a World Cup for France. I don't think he broke sweat tonight, did he? No, and it's just he definitely didn't. He break should sweat. be bossing that game tonight. Really should. He should. This, be pinging balls I mean, left and right and just running the show. The other thing I know is very early on. We, and again, whether this has come from Solskjaer, you'd have to think it has done. I don't know. Um, Fred, when Fred's playing with him, you think Fred's like the holding midfielder, but he was he was like very very deep just in front of like Rojo again, and I'm thinking why against Rochdale, why against anybody? We all know that probably Pog's best position is you know thirty yards up the pitch. Not a, big, not a big fan of fan of Fred like you, but no. he was he was better tonight than Pogba. But that's you can't say something. I, 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 yeah, I know, yeah. yeah, exactly. At home to Rochdale, you don't want both of them sat there, and it no. seemed to be that he was he, he didn't want to go up front. Pogba two holding two old midfielders against Rochdale is like. You know, we've done that a few times now. We were doing that under Mourinho as well. Holding midfielders in games where we don't need to. Why not? He can get away with one. He's, he's, he's after a move in January, isn't he? Probably. I, I honestly scratched my head why we didn't just absolutely just can him off. If we had 25 million off for coming out, I'd have accepted that. There's, there's, an ar- there's an argument that... Okay, Pogba gets to play with better players than he plays for France, which which are granted. And perhaps if you're playing with some of the players he does play with. But, I mean, you, you, you take your looks... You take players like Brian Robson like Steven Gerrard... They stood out like a sore thumb with shit players. They didn't get dragged down to their level. They stood out with like Steven a sore Gerard thumb. Dragged drag Liverpool through games. They had no right. When you look at that 2005 FA Cup final, I think it was. Um, but Pogba, just no. Just, it isn't there, you know. When he was at Juventus, he was surrounded by Pirlo in the field and a few other world-class players who, who took him through games. He just did the fancy stuff. He's not there for the fight. He's not a fighter. A fucking captain, no chance. The worry is, though, I mean, when he has been out the last three games, when we've had to play McTominay, who I think is our best central midfielder oh, right absolutely. now, um, McTominay, Fred Pereira, whoever else you've got in there, it's not it's not like we've got loads of backup in, in case of Pogba's not being there, is it? There's no backup. It's just a big hole still in midfield. You know, Herrera's gone, Fellaini's gone over the last couple of years. You know, <laughs> stating the obvious, we've, we've never replaced Keenan's goals, have we? How I, sad think, I think he saw Shaw had a good summer in terms of who he got out. And he brought three good players in. And the only thing that'll hold against him is maybe he didn't bring one more midfielder in when we were all screaming for it. Is that his fault, though? I'm just, oh, I don't think I'm it is. I'm pretty it's, sure he wanted more than three players in. I, you know, when he comes out and says, I'm happy with the current squad, I don't believe that for a second. Well, that's he, what Ferguson used to do every year, you know, rather than moaning like Mourinho did. Yeah, if Solskjaer's genuinely happy with that squad, is a massively fair for him. But I can't see it at all. I'm just waiting to see Phil Jones in midfield again before the season's out. You know, because he, he's been known to play there on occasion, hasn't he? Well, he's probably singing about getting sacked in the morning again with the Rochdale fans before. <laughs> um, any bright spots from today? I mean, obviously, Mason Greenwood's Mason goal Greenwood again. He took his goal really well. Yeah, I think he's, he's, a, he's comfortable a major with both feet, isn't he? And now we've got the chance now, because Rashford's out for the foreseeable, to keep playing him, he, let him grow into, the, into that. His all-round game work needs some work, but the fact he can go on either side, he's a fantastic finisher. He's 17 years old. He did the same tonight, but the opposite foot is what he did last week. Uh, He's he's a defender's nightmare, isn't he, in a sense that he's back and you don't know which way he's going to go. He'll improve, and there's something raw about him, and he looks a phenomenal finisher. This is uh, is one of the most things I'm most excited about, is he's going to get a chance to progress now, with no Rashford, because he's another one, Rashford, along with Pogba, he just fucking... Waste of space. Do you have any other positives other than uh, Greenwood uh, tonight? Two and I suppose. I don't think did anything wrong. Uh, I was going to say, you know, Bazaka again had a decent game. Apart from, I'm pretty sure that he, he misjudged the flight of the ball when it came across 
before it got put back in for their he, goal. He did do, just before then, the most miraculous goal line recovery I've probably ever yeah, seen. I don't know if you've seen it from, from, from... Well, I was right in front it of it. It a really bad finish. I, I don't know. It, it looked at, from where I was. I know, I'll have to watch this again on TV, out, but it, it was unbelievably good. might take a bit of stick, but I think Rowell had another good game. Thursday and tonight. Rowell's right. one of the players we've slagged off in the past for being a bit of a wage thief and turning up, but he's, he, we, we moan about a lack of characters in this football team, he's and he's he's one of them who has got a little bit about him. You know, he had more shots today at goal than Luke Shaw's had in about five years, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. Is, uh, is he another slightly bright spot? He uh, played some cracking balls against the Starners across the back about line that I'm quite impressed with. I don't. I think he's the worst player in the world. He's not a left-back, is he? He got away with it tonight, I suppose. But you wouldn't want to see him there against, well, on Monday, would you, I suppose? Um, he did OK, but it's, again, it's, who are you gauging it against? It's, it's Rochdale. And how, how can you... You know, again, Argentinian international. The back four was full of internationals. And the best thing about Monday night is Arsenal is probably as soft as us at the back, aren't they? And in the centre of midfield. So... We're not great up front, though. It's literally a case of the no, the, the movable objects against the stoppable force when it comes to our def- our centre forwards and their um, strikers. Um, Arsenal's front three will give any team any nightmares. How do you see that game going? Because we generally, even when Arsenal have had better teams than this and United have been under the cost, we've always tend to have the measure of Arsenal, especially in the league at home. It would just like this lot to turn up on Monday night. Um, can't see it. But yeah, after the last two games and three games, I can't see it. But no, I'm, thinking, um, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling the worst about Monday. We, I think us and Arsenal, we're not that, that far apart, I don't think. Um, I it, think we're the other way around, though. I think we're slightly more solid defensively, but shite up front, and they're, they're the other way around. It could, it could go either way Monday night. Um, well, any game can, but I don't know. First goal's massive on Monday night. I think if we fall behind, we could, uh, we could fold. Stu, would you take a draw on Monday? <sighs> Fucking hell. <laughs> What a question. <laughs> um, I wouldn't take a draw, but I'm just, I, I, I am fearing the worst, but that, that's every week, so I'm not quite sure how that's going to change in my, my mindset, if I'm being honest. Um, Stood here now, like I said, fucking call me pessimistic, but I can't see us winning, so the draw, <laughs> a draw could be a good point. But it's, you know, it's, 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 it's our first test of a season, really, isn't it? You know, Chelsea first game, OK, whatever. Very lucky to win 4 0. Um, but you know, Arsenal are always going to be one of the top four or five sides, and they're going to obviously they're going to be there or thereabouts again. So, and you know, they've been playing quite well recently, they've not got a great record at Old Trafford. But like you just said, Woody, they, they, we could turn up and could win 3 1. But wouldn't surprise me, stood, stood here now. I, I, can't, I can't see anything but Arsenal turning up and, and just think it's and, it's not even up. the end of September, is it yet? This well, is a scary thing. I mean, this, how many games have we played now? Season oh, yeah. seven or eight in, in oh, total. total. And yeah, yeah. We've played Rochdale, we've played Crystal Palace, we've played Southampton, what? we've played West Ham, no, we've played, we've played Wolves, and we've not Chelsea. beaten any of them. You know, with Chelsea the only team we've beaten. It's, it's obviously a huge concern. Um, I will wrap this up. Um, we seem to struggle with this every single week. But who's who are you going to give your man in a match to for today? <laughs> Oh God, we need to we need to just cut this out. <laughs> we just give it Mason Greenwood every time. <laughs> um, I'd probably give it their their fullback actually. Well, you're not allowed to get to the opposition. Him <laughs> look a bit like Modric. I thought he had a decent game. No, I'm going to give it him. He had a good game. Well, I thought the young kid who came on the second half for us looked good. He looked physically like what Luke Shaw should look like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That thing. blows out the. Uh, the theory that the kit had a couple of stones in it. <laughs> <laughs> that I keep hearing about. Oh, it's a muscle kit. It's not. It's just a fat cunt. Um, For Millie's cookies. I'd go with Greenwood because of the goal. Tunzebi had a good game, but I thought that keeper was brilliant. Which one? 
Did they change at half time? They did. It was one in the. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. But a keeper in the second half and definitely had a good game. They did be taking the piss. I thought they changed keepers at half time. Maybe not. But I'd probably go over Greenwood, swings it on the goal again. I'm going to give it Greenwood as well. So whatever you say, Stu, is irrelevant now. So we're going to give it Greenwood anyway. Um, that, that's it from us. Um, obviously, a disappointing night, but we'll be grateful we've got through. Um, my own personal opinion is that... Oh, sorry, Stu, what's yeah, another well, one? But one plus for me is that it's, it's completed the collection now. Salford City obviously aren't going to like this, but obviously I've seen us play, obviously, Bury, you know, other local teams oh, around right, Manchester. Yeah. You know, Wigan, Bury... Uh, we played them in 86. You must be well old enough to remember this. Who? Rochdale. No, I wasn't. No, I was 10. Was it ten? Yeah, no. So no, I've not. It's completed the set now. Uh, Oldham, obviously Barry back in the day. Eighty-six. Oh, we played in the cup in or friendly. No, just slightly before my time. I'd, I'd been, but obviously not about a year or so after. You can't remember that. I don't remember it. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Google that. Before I just got encyclopedia. No, fair. No, fair. I do know we played him at the to Rock stuff on before the game was done. Fair play to him tonight. To be fair, you know they brought six thousand. They didn't make that much noise, and obviously. Massive, massive underdogs, you know, and, and that, hopefully that gate receipt will keep them going for a few more years. There was a few, few bellends walking past me, you know, telling me what to do with a magazine. Plenty of them in red shirts. So. But, well, exactly, yeah. But likewise, there was a few others who actually, a couple who actually bought the fanzine, who actually knew it was a fanzine and, and didn't think it was a program, which was a fucking, a, a light relief. So. Well, thanks for interrupting my summary of your <laughs> detailed description of how many local Greater Manchester teams you've seen, Stu. Um, I was, what I was going to say was that I think that um, I think United are just going to have to suck it up a little bit this season. It's not going to be pretty. Still get behind the manager. There's no point sacking him with the players we've got, and hopefully he can get a run of results going. Um, it's all well and it's all well and good. Um, keep backing him, no Ali, but you do need to start getting some wins wins down your uh, neck, mate. Uh, but that's it from us. Um, we'll have somebody back from Arsenal on Monday. With no, <laughs> hopefully a bit, a bit more chirpier and uh, positive outcome than this one. But thanks very much, everyone who bought the mag. Thanks for listening. So that's it for this podcast. I'll be doing the next one from Arsenal at Old Trafford on Monday and then going over to Lincoln on Tuesday for the EFL Cup game. Before that, I'm going to go to Christiansund in Norway, which is Oli Gunnar's hometown. I'm going to speak to people who know him best and that's going to be an article for The Athletic who sponsor this podcast. So I'm going to spend a few days up there and find out hopefully new stuff about Manchester United's current manager. And hopefully he'll be the manager for a while yet but really does need to improve off what we've been seeing so far. So thanks for supporting United We Stand and buying the mag. Arsenal will be the last game where the copy is on sale and thanks for listening to this podcast until next week goodbye